shit, let's get it going. Let's see. Oh, oh boy. There it is. Like a fucking idiot. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is how I'm showing up to Wednesday's game. Hell yeah. After a, after a week of decisiveness in the studio, within the OC Fan TV, or not within the OC Fan TV, but within the Orlando City. Fucking strap. For what? I don't know. Your big ass head. Make sure it doesn't fly off. Well, yeah, it's probably meant oh, it's to be there. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Just to hold down the... Holy shit, you're an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> or is it supposed to give it, like, a tightness? So you can, like, if you actually have a regular-sized head. <laughs> I'm just going to go with that. Where it's supposed to be. That works. <laughs> Fuck off. As the headband's in the front now. You gotta flip it around. There it is. Ooh, he figured it out. Notification. What is it? Oh, someone just like the Instagram post heard. Yeah. Well, so anyway, like I was saying, after a week of decisiveness within the Orlando City fan base, within the OC Fan TV studio, it's back full decked out and all the Orlando City gear, as you can see by everybody in here. Almost Orlando. And uh, tribute to Bryce, who's in Puerto Rico right now with the uh, sunglasses. Get the shades going. Oh, so. Get back in. Well, I don't want that. Well, Razor down another run. I think oh, there you go. Leaves. Couple hours from now, right? Is it is it midnight tonight or is it noon tomorrow? I can't remember, but remember one of the twelves. Yeah. Yeah. Safe flight, my man. Yeah. Did you hear? Did he tell you about what happened when they were riding the horses? Some guy shot at him. What? Was, no shot. You saw all the stuff when they, he was riding horses? I saw the one he sent, like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, and yeah. on the horses, and he said some yeah. guy shot at him. No shot. Well, yes, shot. No shot. He, he, he I, I, I want to hear the story. Well, that's all he told me. I know, I want to hear the story, like, when he comes back. I'm curious about that. It could we'll also just be another case of drunk Bryce. It, yeah, so he's probably been drunk for, when did he leave? He left <laughs> Thursday, because <laughs> it was right, yeah. right? Yeah, right before, yeah, right after the, the uh, yeah, right after yeah. the Arsenal game. So like five, five days straight now. Yeah, is it throwback to the Keys trip? <laughs> yeah, it's just the same thing. And he's coming back tonight, tomorrow. It's got to be yeah. early morning, or because I don't think he is he gonna miss I, another day of work. I hope not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But the lad's gonna be recovering, so we may not see Bryce on the pod for another week. But he, well, he said he would be down if we recorded tomorrow. That he would be down to record Tuesday. So like, uh, he, yeah, I'm sure it'll be another three person pod because I won't be unable to. If it was tomorrow, yeah. But today's Monday, <coughs> so we're chilling. And today is Monday. I'm already sweating. And Wednesday, Jesus, today's everybody's Monday. back together to take on the fucking Red Bulls. But first, we do have to talk a little bit about that shambolic performance on uh, Sunday. Are we talking about Sunday, Chelsea? Saturday. Yesterday was Sunday. Saturday. My bad. Saturday night. Yeah, Saturday night. Uh, yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea first. 4-0. <laughs> Absolutely battered. Um, we'll just talk a little bit about that since Zach and I were there. Just a quick. Were we? Yeah, just quick. What do you? Well, how do you? How do you feel about going? My uh, first. Um, Thomas Partey is huge to us. Um, without him, we lack the ability to move the ball from defense to attack, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later when we talk about our preview and stuff like that with Orlando City, but. Without him, um, the style that we played in that match is not – it doesn't work. So we switched to what we did late last season. Um, Gabriel Jesus is a menace. Um, after two, watching him for two matches in person, he just he's, – he's right. He just wants to run. He wants to work and help the team. So I appreciate seeing somebody at the nine that does that for the first time in – between my two clubs for the first time in three, four years. Um, Darryl's here. 
way more recent than three, four years. Well, but Daryl was here, and then he wasn't here. And then so consistently seeing somebody run, you know, it'll be nice. Hopefully he stays healthy, and, you know, we I get to watch that. Um, yeah, Bukayo Saka, you know, is always incredible to watch him play. He's got a, a huge, in tech, a ton of technical ability. I remember playing Sard down in the corner. Yeah, on. yeah. <laughs> Oh man, he's got a ton of technical what? ability. What did I miss? Yeah. That? Sar came on. Right yeah, so and he was just toyed with down in the corner. Um, Bukayo broke free. I think it, no, it was Gabriel broke free on a on a counter. I don't even know. And Trevor Chalaba put in a challenge to stop the the uh, go ahead goal and ended up hurting his leg. So they had to take Chalaba off and Malank Sar came on. It wasn't the go ahead goal? You guys had scored before that. No, it would have been a go-ahead to stop the go-ahead goal because if he didn't put that challenge in, it's him and Mendy one-on-one, and we already... But it's not a go-ahead goal if you're already up. You are... No, I mean, like, the go-ahead goal, meaning there's nothing standing in his way. It's going to be a goal because the only person is him and Mendy. The go-ahead goal is like you score and you up one. Oh, you're... you're a cut chance? Yes, there you go. The other way... One-on-one. Yeah, yeah, it's just... It's a easy... I'm going to start calling you Bryce with your terminal. Yeah, whatever. Shut the fuck up. You're just mad because your team got battered. Um, no. So um, now here's your... Uh, yeah, I'm not going to ramble on a Premier League team on an Orlando City podcast like you just did. No, uh, did not. But yeah, we Gave 30 seconds. It wasn't great. Uh, I was hoping we would have changed it in the first half, but we didn't. Chalabo came off injured. Our worst player in who knows how long had to come on to replace him. And it uh, wasn't great. I said to him... At some point during the game, like this game should be invalidated because Malang Sar came on the pitch. If you know anything about Malang Sar, you've heard his name. Uh, I'd pin him as possibly the worst player in the Premier League. Oh, that's tough. That's tough. We, uh, you're forgetting Harry Maguire's there. No. He's definitely worse than Harry. I do you have sure to say that. that. Oh, 100%. Yes. You sure? 100%. Yes, that's how bad it is. It's terrible. Um, so yeah, Clip that shit. Invalidated because Malang Sarr came on the pitch. Wasn't great. <coughs> attack still wasn't great. Tuchel said it after the match. We have the same attacking problems because we have the same players. That's where we're at. Vamos Orlando City. So, so you definitely talked for longer than I did. Uh, oh, 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 I don't know. Yep, because you started like trying to argue with me about words. And were you interrupted? <laughs> Not interrupted. Did you have dialogue with us during yours? Anyway. Well, Chelsea can't beat an MLS side, can't beat a Premier League side. But Who cares? We beat a Liga MX side, so fuck them down in Mexico. So. <laughs> Fair. Well, well, moving on to the Orlando City game. Yeah, Dave, you were there. Yep, I was there. Uh, new opponent, same old Orlando City. First 10 minutes or so, we look like, you know, every other game where we come out strong, we press well, we link together good passes, can't really put a shot. After the 10 minutes are up, it kind of all falls apart. Get to halftime, we're 1-0 down. Poppy makes his brilliant decision for subs. So, you know, let's bring on Tesho. Let's bring on Benji. Same old story. <laughs> Fucking same shit. I don't shit. know what else to say. It's We bring on Tesho and Benji when we're 1-0 down. When we were in the car, I believe, um, leaving that match, we, or so I saw the car came off in the 89th. Why was he on the pitch for that long? I don't even fucking know. Like, that game was a blur. It it was so frustrating to watch. It was so bad that I turned on the Arsenal-Chelsea game. That was the wrong call. No, for you, right choice. I don't know. It was was fun to watch y'all get battered. I'm going to play the uh, over-under car game again. I just know the number in my head. So I'm placing it at 19 and a half touches for this match. Over-under? Under. Under. I'm going to go over. Over. He had 21 in 89 minutes. Still absolutely awful. But... He got out of that fourteen to seventeen range. That's good for him. Did he did he score a goal? Did he assist a goal? <laughs> did he did he do any progressive passing? Did he make any did he create any big chances? I know that he was I'm done defending twice. him. Did yeah. he look anywhat like somewhat athletic? No. I'm done defending him. The highest play the highest paid player on my roster right now. Yeah. And you have done jack shit For me. Half a million. You have done jack shit. All right. Well, he's our highest scorer, but exactly. And we've scored how many goals? We're in a negative goal differential. So what does that do for you? He's our highest goal scorer with what? Six goals. Seven. In all competitions, I think so. Seven, seven maybe nine. in all competitions. <laughs> uh, it may be a little bit more. Well, let's find out. I, like, 
look, I will still support him and hope that he scores goals for us till the end of the season, but I'm done defending him. There is no more excuses. You either start putting performances out on the pitch or we're going to find somebody else that will. Um, it is eight, I believe, in all competitions. One in the Open Cup and then seven in the league. So he was at nine at last time we talked. Mm-mm. I swear I remember. It was probably nine. like contributions, maybe. I mean, yeah, that's what it was, contributions. Eight. Well, no, because, yeah, no, he has nine contributions. Yeah, league, uh, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. You're right. So my thing is, is how many minutes has he played since his last goal? I have no idea. Too many. Uh, really, it is too many. If it's over 500, put Tesho on the pitch and see if he can score a goal. He hasn't scored no. a goal in over a calendar year. No. I'd rather ha- I'd rather see someone who's hungry to, to play and to score goals, someone like Jacqueline. Uh, there you go. Rather than Tesho. No, it's way less than 500 because you got 89 v. Philly, 55 versus Atlanta, 69 versus Miami. Nice. And then a goal in the loss to D.C. So you're looking so, 200? 200. Yeah. I. It was a stretch, but that's where I'm at. You know, I, that's what I'm at. Like, if he's at over that 500 minutes to goal ratio that Tesho's at, let him go for 89 minutes, run around. You never know. He might tap something in with his long draft head. Tesho? Yeah. Well, I, I, you weren't there, so you missed it. He did have a chance. The header, a, a free header back post, and he put it. it wasn't oh, wide. It yeah, was yeah, yeah. He yeah. skied it. So, like, yeah, you can say Tesho in his big-ass fucking forehead, but he still can't do shit. Yeah, there is but is Kara in that position to score that goal? No, he just doesn't move. But Tesho can't finish. At least Kara can finish, so he's 50% <laughs> okay, of the time he's in the positions he can't finish. So put Jack Lynn on, like you said. Yeah. That's a, that's a great point. That's, I saw another tweet. Can't remember who it was from. Uh, Benji hasn't scored in over 900 minutes, and... Jake Mulraney hasn't scored in 480 minutes since he joined the club. So we're bringing in Yvonne Angolo, which we're going to talk about a little bit, and uh, Nicholas Giochini, who hopefully we can see Wednesday night, unless there's a, something about stipulations of cup players, or like, because like Jake Mulraney can't play in the Open Cup. Hopefully there's not like bringing a new player in late into the season kind of rule, because that would be. Well, Stupid. isn't that only because he was tied with Atlanta? Yeah, but knowing the MLS and knowing the U.S. Yeah, Federation. They'll be like, uh, he played in another league. But he's a U.S. national, so they might let it slide. Yeah. But it's Orlando City, so. Yeah, but he's really? a U.S. national who is looking to get on the World Cup roster maybe at some point. So. Yeah, maybe. I hope so. I, I hope we can see him, you know. Jake not playing? Yeah, why not? You know what I mean? Two weeks, right? Well, one week, full week with the club, but like. At this point, like a week and a half, right? Two yeah. weeks, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think he, what was it, for the Wednesday match that he was announced? Yeah, but so, they never brought him out. No, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, just about a full week with the club, like being here in Orlando, week and a half probably since we finished the deal. Mm-hmm. I want to see him play. Yeah. I definitely I definitely want to see him get minutes out there. If How did uh, Juan look? He looked all right. He had some opportunities to cross. He put in a couple. I think he put in a couple balls that I can remember. It, it the game was so dull, like it's hard to remember certain things. Like Ruan, I, he was just kind of there, in my opinion. Like, so I don't do remember you, much. Do you, would you give Mikey the nod on Wednesday, being how he looked so good against Arsenal, and Juan has just been so meh. I. It's tough because I feel like Ruan may be a little bit more composed on the ball when mm-hmm. if the Red Bulls try to press us. But I don't know. I the way Mikey played against Arsenal, if he keeps that or if he plays like that, I'd rather have him start. So this is my thing: is Arsenal plays that very high in your face press, and that team on Wednesday broke that beautifully. They were able to deal with it. Like we've never seen before. Beautifully. Like, yeah, Mikey wasn't the most composed person on the ball, but he was always an option for that outlet pass. Facundo, Benji, you know what I mean? They were always there. The more composed he becomes. Yep. So that's my thing. I think personally that's why I wanted to start him against Philly, just to see him play more. But I understand he put in a ton of minutes on Wednesday, and I know that kid played his heart out. So Another reason why I may have played out of the press well is because – Antonio, Antonio which we needs didn't see to start. start against Philly, which 
I mean, you see Schlegel start. I'm not that confident with him on the ball as I am Antonio. So I got a question about that. Do you think <coughs> that Poppy thinks that Schlegel has earned what closer? Yeah, talking to your mic, Bob. Is that closer? Yes. There you go. Right. I just don't want it to be. You know, uh, no, because AC. Oh, heard. Um, do you think that Schlegel keeps since Antonio got healthy? Do you think that Schlegel keeps sneaking into the squad because Poppy thinks he deserves it and has played well enough when Antonio was hurt? Or do you think <coughs> it's just a weird way of bringing Antonio back into the squad, making sure he stays healthy? I'd have to say I think it's going to be he keeps popping up in the squad because Oscar seems to like to reward people, you know what I mean, for stuff like that rather than just necessarily playing the better player in the spot. I think he's going to be in the this, the lineup again. You know what I mean? This next week, like, which you don't, are you talking about Wednesday? Yeah, so I don't, don't think he'll start. I want, start I want Oscar. Or, I'm sorry, I want Antonio to start. I want him to play. He's the better center back. He's going to give us the better chance. Yeah. But we've consistently seen Schlegel, you know, in the league in the lineup, and we've seen him in the Open Cup in the lineup as well. Since I saw. Antonio on Wednesday. There's no reason he shouldn't have played. Against I think Philly. the reason for it is because Poppy might be planning to start him on Wednesday rather than Schlegel, who played a full ninety. Right, but, you're, but you expect Wednesday. your center back pairing to play the full ninety almost every single game all season. What was Antonio's injury again? It was a knee injury. So it it might be slowly integrating back in, integrating him back with the squad. Yeah, it's just been a long been really, I'd rather have us be cautious with him and, you know, protect his longevity than throw him back in and risk the potential of another injury. I agree. I'm not out there on the practice field. You know, I'm not in there watching his recovery. So it may be that it's just we're being super precautious and we're just taking all these, these steps to make sure we don't lose him again. But at the same time, it's then, been weird. Then what's the point of bringing him on for the last... Not, I know there's a lot of added time at the end of that match, but realistically, from the 81st to the 90th, nine minutes, Yeah. what's the point of bringing him on? Unless Schlegel was like tired or he had like a little knock or something? No, we brought him on for Joao. So we played a three-back, and I guess Benji played that left wing back with Ruan out right. Gotcha. So. I lied because Tesho came on too. I forgot about that. So it was Benji and Tesho. Yeah. Unless, I, oh, that's right. Because I was like, "Wow, what we're really playing?" Tesho is like a wing back now. Yeah, uh, the defensive striker strikes again. Yeah, I mean, he needs to start. He is the best center back that we have at that. I thought you were talking about Tesho. No, 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 no. My bad, my bad. <laughs> no, Antonio needs to start. There, there's no shot that we can break. We have the best opportunity to, bait, to break Red Bull's press mm. with him on the bench. We saw the goal <laughs> in that game. Like, that pass by him, yeah. world class. Uh, it was a great ball. Uh, the goal that we conceded. Who was, do you know who, remember who was barking? Glesnus? When he flicked the ball on? For Philly's goal? Oh, he was talking about the Arsenal goal. Or oh, the no, Arsenal game. Yeah. Um, no, I have no idea. It was off corner. Yeah, and it was on the other side of the field, so I couldn't really see. So that, with kind of going on this defense thing, I, don't, I was going to say if it's Antonio, maybe that's no, no, no. Because in the first half, Antonio yeah. wasn't on. Yep. Right, so then, just totally off topic. Then he, he needs to be there. He needs to be there. I mean, he was a, he was a threat on our only chance really of the game, from what I saw, besides the two misses by one by Facundo and one by Tesho. That was horrible. But the chance late in the game to get that penalty well you know again it's bullshit awful call but we should have been ahead 2-1 by that point anyway but he gives us that threat on set pieces that we haven't had all season we're terrible on defending and scoring set pieces it's a yes it's a consistent problem that we've had going from one of the best teams on set pieces coming out of the MLS's back tournament you know what I mean that year and the year after, we were one of the best teams at scoring and defending best set piece. Yeah. yeah. And this year, it's awful. Mm-hmm. And I think it's huge that we don't have Antonio's physical presence in there. Like, that's a huge, tall person to have to mark. And he's athletic, so he can move. He can jump. He can get on the ball. You know what I mean? Did you see the uh, referees 
excuse, quote unquote, as to because he because he pulled his shirt first. But he did like he no did he, yeah his hand was flat on, on the chest shoulder, and you could see the jersey clearly being tugged and then he tried to because he was clearly being pulled down off balance grabbed on to grab something you know what I mean and then when he turned and caught I think it was Gazdag the goal scorer kind of he went back because he was coming in and then he turned and went the other way and you can clearly see Gazdag the whole way and then as Antonio's going up pulling him down like yeah Antonio still has his jersey at that point. But if you're saying that holding jerseys is a foul in every right. scenario, there is a foul on every set piece. Every ever single set piece ever played in football from every single league, from mm-hmm. youth football here in America to the Premier League in England. Every single time. Because there's not a set piece where there isn't. Shirt tugging. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. It fucking blows my mind because not only was the foul on Antonio not given, we had a free kick somewhere near the edge of the box. And instead of us getting the free kick that we like, we deserved, he ended up giving a free kick the other way, which made no sense to me. Like I'm not here to one. I'm not one that's going to say there's a pro agenda against Orlando. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of naive to think that yeah. the entire officiating staff yeah. is against us. But the entire officiating staff is shit. Is shit. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. It just it's, seems that we get a lot of shit calls going against us too, especially when it goes to VAR. Yeah, it's but I feel like that's got to be every team though. You know what I mean? Like we see it week in and week out. Like there's awful calls all the way across the league. We just feel like it's here because we see these ones week in and week out. So then, do we have to stop shitting on the cheese at replay show and actually watch it and count who gets the most amount of shit calls? No, I don't want to. No, that shit is awful. That it's it just shows you how poor the MLS is because they're using that as their main form form of engagement. You're using your shitty calls by your officiating staff as your form of engagement. Like that's what it, you're it you're you're advertising sense. bad calls. Yeah, exactly. Which calls for more of them. That's just bullshit. Like I Again, we sh- it's not the reason we lost the game. No. Our performance is the reason we lost that game. And I'm not blaming the officiating on the reason that we didn't come out of that game with points because it's our fault we didn't do that. But I'm so sick and tired of of seeing the excuses and allowing these bad calls to, to slide week in and week out. There has to be some accountability for the officiating. I think this is the first time that I've seen a ref have a quote after a game because I don't like the refs aren't allowed or aren't supposed to talk to media. So like if we had that, and I've said this many times, if we could also hear fans, if we could hear the communication, might, maybe not in the stadium, but even just on the, like, the TV broadcast, mm-hmm. if you can hear the communication from either between the ARs and the main refs or in a VAR situation, the VAR ref and the main ref on the pitch, it would clear so many things up because then you wouldn't have fans complaining, oh, I had this opinion. If that's what the ref saw, kind of like the quote that we got after the game, yeah, it's still wrong. No, right. It would clear so but, many things up. Yeah. We would just see how many idiots we have that work yes. in, in the organization. And I think that's why they don't want to do it. It's because the conversation is like, Johnny, what the fuck am I looking at? Shit, I don't know. Heads or tails. That's that's what the conversation is. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely asinine that we're this far along. We have this much infrastructure in the league, this much money poured in, and we're still dealing with... Caveman at the officiating. You know what I mean? We've got to be, I don't want to say the only league, one of few leagues throughout the world that doesn't just have FIFA accredited referees. Yeah. It's, we're the only nation in the world to use pro. You know, I don't know if Comnable, you know what I mean? Like, they They may not use, I don't know if they use FIFA accredited refs, but it's got to be the same organization. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't want to sound like an idiot saying we're the only ones that use it. Why aren't we doing this when there are probably other nations that don't use it? But it's I know that there's other nations that don't use FIFA, but we're the only nation that uses Pro. Maybe maybe Canada, maybe the Canadian Premier League, but Canadian okay. Premier League. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so they can stay in the Canada in Canada in the Canadian Premier League and we can get actual people that understand the game. I'm tired of Ted Uncle. No, I'm tired of Christina I, you, they're both idiots. They shouldn't be fucking where they are. I'm tired of Borat. Yeah. I'm tired of them all. I'm tired of them all. Alan Chapman, all of them, all of them. Get them out of the fuck. 
they should be put in jail for conspiracy to ruin the MLS as a league because that's what they've done. I don't understand how they let him ref another game in Orlando after the whole fucking NYCFC penalty thing. I don't. How? Back to your point, many episodes ago, where you were saying, yeah, like as, or a bartender, if you mess up, right, mess up, mess up, mess up, you're gonna be let go eventually. So how many fuck ups does it take for a referee to be let go? Well, it's like with my security staff. You know what I mean. One time letting somebody in underage, mm-hmm. you're put on a three-month suspension. One time. Because that is a liability to my workplace, my licensing, everybody else's income in there. So you destroying, a, like fucking up a call that could potentially put somebody in a playoff spot, you know what I mean? Save a coach's job, save front office's jobs, stuff like that. The exact same thing. You're held to this. You should be held to a higher standard because you're getting paid what you're getting paid. One fuck up, you're getting fined. You're getting suspended. You're getting leave without pay. You know what I mean? I understand it's hard, but guess what? You're supposed to be the best at what you do. Mm. We expect athletes on the pitch to perform to such a high level. I'm sitting here saying I'm not defending Carr anymore, but he's realistically he's given us nine goal contributions in all competitions. You know what I mean? Like he's he's out there, he's doing things he should be, but I'm holding him to that standard. There's nobody holding the officiating to that standard up there. I mean, all of us are pissed and fed up with it, but mm-hmm. it it's got to stop. It's it's ridiculous. I got to piss. I can't lie. Yeah, so be back. Pause. So. <laughs> Kudo missed a clear-cut chance. No questions about it. Holy shit. Yeah, you're wow. you're that guy. You should be putting that away, man. What Seven the fuck are you no, doing? Clear no, cut I'm not chance? Even. That's a... Like, there's no other way to say it, it was a fucking sitter. Uh, yeah. You're cutting in on your strong foot, like you said on the post. Like, one-on-one with the keeper, basically. The fuck are you doing, bud? Like, I'm not even talking about how much we're paying you. Just, like, the skill and the caliber of player you are. You're putting that away. Every single time. Every single... You're not Benji Michelle. Put that the fuck away. Yeah. I think this man would have put it away. Kingston could have went out there (laughs) in his uniform and put it away. He could have put put it away. Yeah, shit. I would have put it away. I'm I'm not even the worst finisher in the room, and I could have put it away. You could have put it away. I'm not the worst finisher in the room, and right. he could have put it away. <laughs> when was the last time he finished? Wait. Oh, <laughs> that's a bean. 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 Another segment of Bryce's beans. That's a two. <laughs> two beans. Bro, it's not my fault to make sure every single thing in here. Is no, you're right. What we got? But the remote's all the way over there. I said, but the remote's all the way over there, so I'm not turning it on. No, I'm not. You get your pick. <laughs> that's a bean. That's you a know bean, what they are. That's a bean. No, stink bug. Yeah. <laughs> or cappuccino. Or dirty dishwater again. No, I'm changing out the dirty dishwater. I'm trying to get something different. <laughs> the whole thing's just full of dirty dishwater. You get the fucking pick at you. No, that's... <laughs> if it happens again, uh, you... What is this? Toothpaste or berry blue? Same no, place. no. You should... You are. Well, we got a fucking cheater. I got a bad one. Oh wow! Oh, that's, so that's a cheater. You should have taken the cappuccino or stink bug one. Is that one no. recording? I think I hit the. Re- is it? Is it a red dot somewhere? Yeah, I see. Her I see red, but. Oh, toothpaste is good. I'm pretty far away. Just lean your big ass head in front of it real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks right. Yeah. Okay. Lord. That's a great <laughs> shot right there. That'll be the uh, that'll be the thumbnail on YouTube. You gonna add troops with that one too? No, because I'm roasting the hell out of. Oh uh, yeah, so Facundo, you're putting that away every single time. Should be, <sighs> but it's the classic Orlando City. Orlando City, we can't finish. Bug. That would have put us up one nil early, right? Like twenty something minute before they scored. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I'm pretty sure it was like the twenty eighth minute, and they scored in the thirty ninth. Yeah, and uh, it, it wasn't good enough at all. No. We only had one shot on target the entire game. And it was Caesar, right? Caesar just Yeah, it was when he hit at the keeper. Just yeah. had a crack and it was a nice of, shot. 
powerful, but right at the keeper. Yeah, well, I mean, with 12 shots, you expect at least four of them to be on target with a goal. It's just, it's not good enough from us. It's, we allowed, who do we play? Fuck. Philly. Yeah, we let Philly have nine <laughs> shot. My, like I said. Yeah, I know, it's a forgettable game. game. It's a forgettable game. <laughs> I was the only one at the game, but like, I, it was just so uninteresting to watch that I turn on the Arsenal-Chelsea game, the Yankee game, anything to bring me some sort of excitement. Did the Yankees win that night? Or was that when he lost to the Orioles? Oof. Doesn't matter. It's just a bad night. We're losing to the Orioles right it. now. Anyway, so. Um, yeah, so we go from losing 1-0 when we probably shouldn't have lost 1-0, drawn or won that match, um, to playing a team that we just can't seem to beat on Wednesday night in the New York Red Bulls. They're an aggressive, in-your-face team, and we struggle with that. But we did well against that press against Arsenal. So I have to hope, and honestly... You're going to hate this, but watching that match, it was like watching a mirror. Arsenal, like the way that Arsenal breaks the the press in the Premier League and the way that we our passing patterns and the way that we build and, and who we pass the ball to versus us on Wednesday, it was like watching a mirror. We saw the ball coming to Caesar, Caesar passing the ball up to Andres, Andres finding Mikey on the wing taking that ball down, then you see our winger come up top, taking that ball up the top and cutting in. That's Bukayo Saka. That's, you know what I mean? Like, it literally was wa- like watching a mirror. And it was beautiful because that's the best we've played all season. I'm not saying that because it's the style that I seen us play last year. But it's the style that works, man. It's progressive passing. It's slow. It's composed. It's taking your time. It's overloading people. You know what I mean? Having more men, three ver- four versus three, every single matchup, Having a man unmarked and taking that pass, even if it is passing it back to Pedro, Ramsdale, you know what I mean? Like, your keeper needs to be involved when you're playing high-pressing teams, and Pedro's composed enough. Pedro's way too composed. He is so composed on the ball. He's not going to pick out that pass that we saw Antonio pick out. You'd be surprised. He's going to get the ball in the vicinity. I believe it. 100% of the time, he's going to get the ball in the vicinity. But I think that 85% 85% of the time, Antonio's given time on the ball. He's putting that ball on a platter like he did. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was a good shot. Uh, Pedro is very good at what I would consider relieving pressure. If there's a guy pressing him, mm-hmm. either just shoulder drop, making the striker go one way, or whoever's pressing yeah, him. Yeah, pull back, whatever it is. Fucking chip it right over. Yep. Like, that was NYCFC playoff, right? What? COVID year? The when chip? chipped it over. Yeah, the little. I'm pretty sure he did that on Saturday. Juggling a little juggle something chip like or that, something yeah. like that. Yeah, no. So he's very composed, kind of the opposite of what, what we saw Edward Mendy do. Um, wow, that was shit. Um, <laughs> so what you're saying is Pedro's better than Mendy? Oh, with Clear. his feet, 100. percent Edward Mendy's got to be one of the worst keepers at his feet in in Europe. Period. In the and world, even in coming to the MLS in almost any league. In the I world, I was going to say the hay is creeping up there. Oh, yeah, what did he do against Villa? Oh no! Against Villa, he's. Did you see Villa's second goal in that friendly? No. No. Yeah. All right. That's what I thought. Fake fan. Um, I might have. I don't know. Yeah. So if we can play out of the press, like we did against Arsenal, I think we figured it out. Because when we lost to them three 0 early in the season at home, it was just pure domination. Mm-hmm. We had nothing. I don't even. I don't even. Do we have a shot? Do we have one shot? Maybe it was, it was either zero, one, or three. Something low numbers and none of them on target. I can tell you that yeah. much. So, so we, if we see an improvement, but we lose, still not good enough. And there is a big talking point in this. Uh, a Twitter account, don't know who it is, if it's a leak, something like that, is saying that Oscar uh, is possibly most likely to be relieved of his duties if we lose on Wednesday. Yeah. One hundred percent. If we walk away without that, tr- without a trophy in the Open Cup, then unfortunately, he has to be relieved. Um, I think David today. I don't know if either one of you saw his video. David from Loud Proud, um, out there on the beach on vacation, uh, was kind of addressing this this question, and he said he was going to use Stevenage as an example, and they had a former player manager come in, uh, club legend. 
did great first season, second season, results weren't really going to that standard. Um, sacked the manager, somebody else came in, results really weren't going their way again. In the relegation zone, bring in a new manager with five, ten games left in the season and somewhere in that range. Manager starts winning them games, pulls them out of the relegation zone, and now they're performing. So basically, he was saying like he hopes that Oscar can get us to that point. But same thing we've been saying on this podcast: um, you have to be shown that he can get you to that point. Mm-hmm. And to me, nothing at Dallas shows me that he can get me to that point, and nothing here shows me that he can get me to that. Yeah. Nothing shows me that he can get me to that point. Mm. Love the guy. He's been a great personality to have on the sidelines, great personality to have in the club. He has done wonders for us to get us to that next level. And let's see how he he responds to pressure. You know what I mean? This is the first time he's been under pressure here in Orlando. So let's see see how he responds to it. Yeah, he doesn't have what I would say is the front office on his side because since we've had this new regime come in, they didn't bring him in. So I don't – they would feel less remorse to kick him out of his position than the former regime would. Yeah. So we could see a next day firing of Oscar Pereja. Um, yeah, tough to let the man go because he's got us to the best position in MLS that we've had since we joined in 2015. So, yes, he will always be held in high regard as a manager here, but there's always a point in which you don't want to see yourself become the villain, and I think it is... It's starting to, to become go yeah. early than it would be to let this roll on for the rest of the season. See us maybe drop down the table a little bit more, and then just have another mediocre season. Yeah, it's kind of not to the same. Like, sorry to bring up the European thing again, but kind of not to the same standard that you guys had at Chelsea with Frank. Mm-hmm. But it is, you know what I mean, where the the results weren't there, the standards high. You know, we obviously don't have a ton to stand on to say that that standard's high other than the aspirations to get better. Mm -hmm. And you always have to strive to get better. But clubs like Chelsea, clubs like Arsenal, United, you know, they have that history and stuff like that to be like, you're not good enough and this is why. You know, we're saying you're not good enough and this is why because you haven't gotten us to that next step. And things, you know, don't always get worse before they get better, but a lot of the times they do. Mm -hmm. So we do have to remember that, that, if we do decide to proceed without Oscar, that things may not get better right away. You know what I mean? We may slide. We may see ourselves out of the playoffs this year. But that's a realistic thing that we have to come to grips with because it's a project and it's a build here. And So, as everybody always says, don't know if you guys have looked at any managers to possibly come in, but like I said, it's – the thing, if if you're calling for a manager's head... You need to have, have a couple options. I've looked at a couple, just been through Transfermarkt, the website, mm-hmm. seeing who's available, who's out there. Um, Ole's <coughs> out there. Fuck no. Um, the one that kind of stuck out to me is Andre Villas-Bos, mm-hmm. former manager of Chelsea for less than a year. So, like, I, that bias was... Like, when I saw him, it didn't even come to my mind that he... Yeah, you forgot. Chelsea. Um, Fake fan, but <laughs> yeah, okay. Don't call me when, out. When did you start supporting United? When did you start hitting the gym? Okay, yeah. So his former club is Marseille. That was his last club managed. He's forty-four. Plays mainly a four-three-three attacking, which I think would suit us decently well. Just a basic four-three-three is not really bad. Then even then, you can if he brings in, or let's say we bring in another center back, you can always switch to a three back. Can you pause for a second? No. We were talking about managers. Yeah, Andre Villas Boas. Mm-hmm. Um, can't remember where I left off. I would like. Right, yeah, you know, so right there. Yeah, so you have Mo who can sit there, but we also need to bring in a backup. Mm-hmm. If we have Gio Akini, he can still play across that front line. Or, oh, we haven't even talked to you about Ivan Angolo. No. Um, but yeah, if he can play across that front line also, like it's being reported, we have a bunch of versatility up there. Who knows if he wants to keep Kara. Um, yeah. I think he would put us in a decent situation. Again, he's a young manager. Um, new ideas. You kind of see what happens with the young managers. You see it with 
with Mikel. Yeah. Even when Pep started managing, he was kind of young. Not yeah. saying that Villas-Boas would ever become. No, Pep, yeah, but, but yeah. no, absolutely. I mean, with young managers, it's hit or miss. And if they show signs of being something, definitely want to take it. You know, you want to take a risk on them. You want to you take that on. I mean, I could definitely see that. That That's a great I – would, I would have loved to seen um, – Gattuso come in here before he went to, <laughs> yeah. you know, Valencia. Well, he would whip everybody into shape. Yeah, but that's what we need. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we've had that manager that's been that friend to them. I know that Oscar is hard on them. I, I believe it. Mm. But you can just tell in the personality and how he is. Like, he's been that friend to them. Mm. And it's worked until you got to this point where you need more out of the players and you're not – getting it so you know that somebody like Atuso would come in here and just absolutely whip everybody into shape and force the best out of them you know what I mean and if you're not going to be able to give it to me then he's very cutthroat and move and moves on so I think that would be another type of manager with that type of mentality where it's like you're going to come here you're going to give me your best and if your best isn't good enough I'm sorry how do you feel about Chris Armas no. I mean... <laughs> One word is fuck no. No, yeah, no but I mean... Jesse Marsh would have been an absolutely wonderful oh, yeah. signing before he Agreed. went to Leeds. You know what I mean? Like, I'm saying, like, we don't have to look overseas. Like, there are quality American managers. Chris Armas is not one. He's not one of them. Not no. But you could maybe look for somebody that's an assistant on a coaching staff somewhere and give them yeah. their first shot. You know what I mean? We're not... Who's to say that they... You know what I mean? Like... Mikel at Arsenal, you know what I mean? Like he was at City as assistant an assistant. City, yeah. But man, look what he's done for for us in two years. Like everybody was calling for his head, me included. Oh yeah. 100% I wanted him out. But at the same time, I couldn't deny the obvious signs of improvement from Emery. You know what I mean? Uh, you guys didn't give Emery enough time, but that's another no, conversation. But from that era of Emery post Wenger I could see undeniable signs of improvement. You gave the guys some time to get his people in here, and look what happened last year, and look what's going on in the preseason this year. Like, yes, it's high hopes. Like, obviously, preseason is preseason, but the way we played that game, it's undeniable. The shape, consistent shape, the consistent buildup, the way that we moved around, that's not Arsenal two years ago. Mm. So giving somebody a shot for the first time, it's the same thing we were talking about before. Yeah, it may get a little worse. Before it gets way better. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's definitely conversations to be had. Especially if we lose Wednesday. I'm sure whoever comes out and does fan reacts on Wednesday night. We'll have a lot to say. Opinions. Yeah. Rice will be in full force. It's like it's like David said. And David, shout out for always giving all three of us <laughs> the respect. He said, yep. he said the boys will have a busy busy night Wednesday. And That's we know we will. Win, or lo- win lose, or draw. Which draw is not an option, but win or lose. <laughs> Good recovery. <laughs> I, it's just the saying, I had to finish it all the way out, but we're going to have a busy night. <laughs> we're going to have a busy night on our hands. We might need two mics out there, my man. That's when I was serious. Like, sorry. When I tweeted out, I responded to the guy. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but I said, we, or I said, if you bring the drinks, I'll bring the chairs. We'll have a tent out there, and we will straight up record a <laughs> podcast. We have three mic slots in that in the mixer we could we could have everybody sit there put a two two and a half minute timer there and tell you to move on and record a fan reacts podcast i wouldn't i wouldn't be too opposed hey yeah i mean honestly set the camera up have all three of us out there and start grabbing people and three people walk up at a time boom 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 Oh, a full fan. Oh, ooh, a full fan podcast. Do you know what fan I mean? Fan-led podcast for like the just, people by the people. It's just the three of us out there like we are right now, but we're interviewing people on the streets. You know what I mean? I was thinking about just having the chair, two chairs there and having people sit and debate topics. Well, we could even do three chairs. You know what? More people, more content is all I'm saying. You know what I mean? Let's well, get it out there. It's, it's technically illegal to drink in the streets. Open cans. Who said we're going to open cans? Let's go to the parking lot. Right up the street, you know what I mean? Yeah, but then you don't get as many people. Not you get Bryce. You, you get Bryce out there. There's with definitely <laughs> ways you can get around it. Ask, we'll get Bryce ask, with some, some flashlights. People. Yes. 
We'll get Bryce out there with the, the parking ones. No, who knows? We'll let you know what's going on. Either way, we'll figure something yeah. out. It's going to be great. Uh, this is going to wrap up this edition of... Well, no, first, what? let's give a little shout-out to the new signing. All right, that's fair. Yeah, Yvonne Angolo kind of talked about him a little bit. Can play across the whole front line, mm-hmm. apparently. Um, I can't remember his strong foot off the top of my head. I think he has five goals, four assists, or four goals, five assists in four 65 goals, matches. Four goals, five assists in 65 matches since he started his professional career. So another attacker that... May uh, or may not be sure. something. From the highlights that we watched before we recorded the last uh, yeah. episode, before the signing was confirmed, it was a lot of, I like to take on a player. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I like to go down easy. Sometimes I like to win the ball back. Finishing, questionable. Getting into good positions. It's like a solid 6, 7 out of 10. But It's another Benji Michelle type player to me. But he, he this guy is a lot better with his feet. Yeah, technically. Technical, technical ability is better, but he's another Benji Michelle type player, which and we can get into it in another episode. You know, I actually want to get into that like tactics talk thing and stuff like that, um, where we see we have two different types of players. You know what I mean? So in our starting lineup, we have Facundo that likes to take players on and cut in, but Jake Moraney that likes to necessarily. He stay wide, play that ball into the box. So that could be Gio Akini and Angolo, you know what I mean, could be that player that takes on. You like to see players with opposite abilities on opposite sides of the ball because of the way we play. It's technical. I'm not going to get super into it. But you see that across all the teams across the world where, you know, necessarily there's opposing strengths and, and weaknesses. Morinelli likes to cut in, take on players. Sacco likes to stay wide, necessarily put the ball in, yeah. We see that even with our backup, where we signed, you know, Marquinhos. He likes to cut in. He likes. He's more of that player. Where we were looking for him, a, a more Rafinha type player likes to stay. He's a Brazilian. Not Brazilian. Marquinhos. Not Marquinhos. Yeah, Marquinhos. No, uh, I, th- I think I heard about this. Yeah, young Brazilian kid. His first minutes were against Chelsea, and he played a decent match out there. It was. It was my mistake when I celebrated that goal because I thought Reese put in the ball. It was actually Marquinhos. So. Wait, fourth goal? Third. Yeah, fourth goal. It wasn't Cedric? Well, he, Cedric put in the ball, but the pass to oh, Cedric was, Reese. yeah, it was like Reese, and then he put it back wide, and Cedric put it in. It was actually Marquinhos. That was my full, 100% fault. But, again, same type of thing. We were looking for Rafinha, a player that can feed the ball in, nor, normally doesn't like to take players on. So, I think that's more along the lines of what we were looking to sign with that player. So, I'm defending him a little bit, because yeah. the first time I was not impressed. With, with Angolo. Angolo. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, you watched like a minute of his highlights, so you didn't see everything. But even but still, if your highlights are you taking on a player and putting a shot wide, it's which, not a great look. Which is like 90% of that video. I want to say he scored like two goals that entire like four-minute video. So he's unpolished for sure. There's definitely some upsides. So it could be a potential diamond in the rough, but we won't know until he hits the field. Yep. So definitely wanted to give him a shout-out. Welcome to, welcome to Orlando. Welcome to the Purple. Three years old. Definitely great to uh, see young signings coming in. You know what I mean? We're going for that more young mid-20s, maybe slightly late-20s, but we're not going for that MLS retirement signing much anymore. Which is great to see. Um, If we're building for the future, that's great. And honestly, I can kind of see that that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. The only thing is Oscar is not going to have enough time if he doesn't give us some type of trophy. If you keep bringing in young players, you're not going to – yes, you have that leader in Mo, you have that leader in Robin and Antonio. But if you keep bringing in young and young and young and young players yeah. and you don't bring in these 27-, 28-year-olds that still have experience but are still in their prime, you're going to see a little bit of an experience kick it in and well, then you don't get to trophies. Back to Arsenal again. You know, that was last year. Not last year, the year before last when we were 7-8 in the table. You know what I mean? You Tons of young players, no true veteran leadership on the team. Um, you bring in some veteran leaders. You bring in the team gets more mature, more minutes under their belt, and you see the improvement. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that Oscar has enough veterans on his team right now that we should be winning a cup. You know what I mean? So... I forgot Junior in there, too. I mm-hmm. in there. So if he gets the cup, hopefully he'll have enough time to build that youth core that he wants to build, and we're going to be a, a threat for years to come. 
So then, if he wins the Open Cup, if we win the Open Cup, how, many, how much time do you give him? If we don't make the playoffs, oh, yeah. he's still out in the summer. Yeah, no, you, I mean, with the position we're in right now, we need to win the Open Cup, and then the schedule becomes less congested mm-hmm. after the World Cup. You know, or no, I'm sorry, our season ends before the World Cup. That's my bad. Hey, basically, our schedule is less congested after this month. Yeah. So, especially if we go out of the Open Cup Wednesday. So, win the Open Cup, schedule becomes less congested. There's nothing else to worry about till the end of the season. We're already in a good position in the playoff race. Yeah. Let's currently, right now, we're currently fifth behind Montreal, five, five points. points behind, mm-hmm. but they have a game in hand. Uh, we're even on points with Columbus, who are on, in sixth. Uh, with a game in hand as well. So if they draw their game, we're sitting at sixth place. So either way, we're still not in a terrible place considering the performances of the team up until this point. So if we can keep drawing games and, and stuff like that, we'll we'll make the playoffs. It won't be a spot that we want to make it, but we will. What's the goal difference? Uh, right now we are sitting at a negative five goal differential. Yeah, so... If we can find ways to score goals, like everything gets better, obviously. But are these is Giochini and Angolo enough to do that? We don't know. We'll have to find out. Uh, am I allowed to end this episode here? Or do you want to talk about something else? No. All right. Good. Um, yeah. Shout out to Lad Bible Ireland. Yeah. Uh, the whole clip that went viral across Twitter and Instagram. Um, if you shout out to uh, troops for roasting you on Instagram too, yeah, and Zoff for. No Responding on uh, Twitter. Yeah. They all saw that one. Um, so if you haven't seen that clip on Instagram, go follow us at OCFanTV. <laughs> um, Twitter at OCFanTV22. And our TikTok is at OCFanTV also. Our YouTube, if you just search OCFanTV or, or Orlando City Fan TV, you'll find us. Um, if you're watching this and you haven't subscribed or liked this video yet, what are you doing? Do both of those. You're living your life wrong. I'm wearing the Kingston on my head, and he's wearing nothing, and he's wearing an Orlando City bucket hat. So, yeah, yeah, that's about where we're at. So, uh, see you all Wednesday after the match outside Gate C. Um, all three of us may have mics. One of us may have mics. Who knows? One of us may have mics. Am I going to be sitting there holding two mics? Yeah, <laughs> you may be over there doing one of these numbers. Yeah. Yep. You never know, <laughs> but. We'll be out there, win or loss. We will be there. Um, come speak your mind, good, bad, ugly. Oh yeah. Look, Please. we're not here to judge, and we're not here to start any agendas. So come over, say what you want to say, get it, get it off your chest. If he can't understand you, we might go viral. <laughs> you, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> if you don't say Rizorov, Shlav, Shlav. Yeah, all right. Well, all right. Kingston says goodbye. I say goodbye, Dave. I say fuck you, Zach. I say fuck the Red Bulls. Fuck. The, except for Checo Max Verstappen. Nope, fuck them both, too. Fuck Charles Leclerc. Fuck, fuck all of Red Bulls. I'm glad he crashed out on Sunday. I'm so glad that Danny Rick is a piece of shit and can't drive since he left them. So. Damn.